I'm Justin Gerhardt. And I'm Eddie Fritz. Welcome to the Queer Network Podcast. Join us as we explore queer in the 21st century. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Queer Network. My name is Justin Gerhardt, and this is my partner, Alex Coelho. Hey, guys. We live here in New York City, starting off the season a little differently than we had initially planned because of what is obviously going on in the world, this COVID-19 coronavirus. Specifically, the reason I wanted to bring Alex into this is because we have some first-hand experience, unfortunately, having this virus. Um, personal. Yeah, tell them a little bit about this <laughs> journey we've had. Um, so, Justin and I, like most people, you know, went about preparing for quarantine. As Justin mentioned, we live in New York City, and we were preparing to, you know, certainly go into some uh, social distancing, isolation. Yeah. Didn't uh, know how much that was going to be, but... How long that was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I think by Sunday night, um, we both, you know, we had a moment of looking at each other and going, feel, something just doesn't feel right. Yeah, I feel weird. And, and it just progressed. Yeah, the aches and the fever and the hot and cold mm-hmm. and there was some respiratory stuff, but we, I honestly didn't know if it was respiratory stuff or if I was just nervous because I didn't know if I had it because right. at that point we had no idea we had symptoms but we had no idea if we were even going to get to get get any tests because in America at the beginning there was so few t- few right. tests available we just knew we had some symptoms so and then it's also right um it's anxiety your mind right so mm-hmm. everyone is saying that these are the symptoms of this yeah. virus and sometimes your mind starts to play tricks on you because those are also a fever right or a flu symptom right 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 so then you got tested on that Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and we didn't get those test results back for another five days. Right. So within that, we continued to have these crazy fevers. Like your fever was 103. Yeah. Mine it, was like 102. Yeah. Like it was crazy. And, and, and a consistent fever. Yeah. I've never experienced, you know, even with the worst flu that I've had, mm-hmm. a fever that was just like, it didn't let up. Yeah. You know, we were waiting for these test results basically kind of assuming that we had it, but we didn't know. Right. And, so then and we're also, not telling people specifically because... But we did at that point, the minute that we started to feel like there was a possibility that mm-hmm. we could have it, mm-hmm. we were already social distancing. Yeah. We were already pretty much isolated. But yeah. at that point, we did not leave the apartment you know, until we got the results yeah. um, that confirmed that that we did have it, yeah. um, and which I think is absolutely important, I, you know, as we learn more about this virus, there are still so many unknowns, but yeah. one thing that we know for sure is um, it's very easily spread. Yeah. Um, and so fortunately, we did our best to take care of everyone around us, mm-hmm. our neighbors, mm-hmm. and, and that meant staying indoors and yeah. um, you know just waiting for our bodies to, to heal and recover. Yeah. Really what we made sure, b- before we went outside for walks, we made sure that we didn't have a fever anymore. Right. That was essential. And, and we'd wait. We certainly waited a period of time. I, I, you know, my doctor had instructed me that w- we should wait seventy-two hours before, mm-hmm. um, seventy-two hours without um, taking Tylenol as um, a suppressant for a fever. Mm-hmm. That would be an indication that but it was you, okay for us mm-hmm. to sort of venture out. Yeah. Um, and still, at that point, we were cognizant that we should um, sort of try to keep our cooties to ourselves still. Mm-hmm. So wearing masks. Um, so we were wearing, wearing masks. We were wearing gloves. Mm-hmm. You know, very limited excursions, yeah. which for us at that point meant going to the park. Yeah. I have so much gratitude that we did this together. 
um, yeah. because we were a lockstep through it all. Yeah. And it and it did. Um, it just made it easier. I think yeah. about people that have to experience this alone, and and specifically with this virus, we know yeah. that like you can't be cared for. Like. Yeah sick or not you yeah. have to self-isolate yeah um if you're you get to a point where you really need attention then mm -hmm. that's when you'd go to the hospital yeah mm -hmm. and so if you are alone facetime or oh, yeah. anything yeah. honestly call that friend call that parent call anybody that you know you can talk to in those moments when you know you need a little cheerleading you need a little pep talk mm -hmm. you need, and it may you may not even be sick yeah but like having each other was Crucial. Like, crucial yeah. during this. And I mean, I think that this is one of the other things, um, sort of side note of this whole thing, is, is really getting in tune with your body. Mm -hmm. Certainly, um, there are ways that we can cope mm -hmm. and help our body in the healing process. Yeah. I think for us, meditation was key. Has been huge. Yeah. Something that we both did before this, but this really ignited... Uh, a different motivation to do it and to exactly what you said be in tune with our bodies mm -hmm. and be in sync with each other mm -hmm. so we meditated together mm -hmm. a huge resource for us was this app called uh waking up it's by sam harris this really is great. not an ad he did not ask me to say this yeah. uh but i will tell everybody about this because he lays out in in a fr it's, it's free for the first month if you want to download the app and honestly he's really generous he has a great program yeah. where he'll you know if you can't afford it he's like reach out and they'll work out you know they'll work with you on on pricing yeah honestly he did a whole covid video or mm -hmm. a covid meditation that included information about the fact that he knows that people don't necessarily have a, a huge stream of stream of income right now mm -hmm. so if for some reason after a month you still can't afford the subscription for the app Sam was like, email us, we'll give it to you for free. He wants nobody to not be able to access this. He wants right. everybody to be able to access right. these meditations because we were even talking to your friend and he, he also keeps hearing that everybody's meditating right now. Right. And it's, it's because it calms you down. It's the opposite of anxiety. Right. Well, you know what? Meditation causes you to come to a space of being present, mm -hmm. of slowing down mm -hmm. and taking a moment. And that sort of, I think, leads to this bigger... Um, conversation that we've been having right like you know if we want to look at step away from the 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 day-to-day -day reality of corona and how it's changed our lives it is giving us a moment for reflection yep. right and i think that this um does despite all of the pain and suffering that's going on and that's not to be um you know, overlooked, mm -hmm. but certainly this is an opportunity to have a master reset yeah. to sort of reconnect with yourself. And that goes back to like, you know, being attuned with your body, being attuned with um, the life that we're living. You know, we live in a space that um, everything moves so fast. And uh, Mother Nature said, I'm going to slow you guys down. Yeah. I'm going to give you a moment. Yeah. Take a beat. And so think about all the times you've wished, I just wish I had like a month off. Right. And it's amazing that this can be that mm -hmm. for you right now. What is that one thing you wanted to try? I mean, the other co-creator of this queer network, Eddie, is learning Spanish. He's taking voice lessons, piano lessons. Your sister. My sister is taking like... cello lessons. My mom is learning how to teach voice lessons from home. I'm learning how to teach piano lessons from home. I mean... There's just so many ways that you can be productive during this time. And part of that, 
I think is like turning that lens onto yourself and asking yourself, what is it that I've always wanted to do? And yes, there are some restrictions because we're at home, but there's so much time that could be spent uh, on the things that you've always wanted to do or all the books you've always wanted to read or the people you wanted to keep in touch with or you wanted to get better at calligraphy. I don't even know. I mean, I think the, 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 the the point is take the moment. Yeah. And this is about taking a pause mm-hmm. and like, I, you know, there, there's no one right way to get through this. Right. No. So like if it's watching movies, it's, if it's like happy hour zooms, like by all means yep. do that. But I also think it would be a missed opportunity if we weren't to take a little bit of time and have some self inquiry yeah. and spend some time going like, even if it's like, I take stock of my life and I'm happy with everything. Yeah. Everything's great. I'm yeah. on track. Great. I keep going. But if it's not, what an awesome opportunity to be like, here are the things in my life that I'm like, I want better than this. Mm -hmm. I can achieve better than this. And then, you know, starting to carve that out. Like, what are we, what's life after Corona? And where you put your time is where you find joy and happiness. And Mm -hmm. and so. And another thing we've addressed or we've talked about is that for a lot of people right now, this is not a time to be reflecting and having, you know, oodles of amounts of time in your apartment alone there's a lot of people that are the essential workers at the front lines of this virus and this pandemic heroes and real heroes they're the real heroes of this and that is not just the people that are working in hospitals but that are the people that are at the grocery Grocery stores stores, the the pharmacies and like you know all those people i mean the people that clean hospitals Mm -hmm. the delivery people all of these people that are are literally on the front lines of this and you know I, I don't think it's an overstatement to say that they're risking their lives. Literally. And showing up. Mm-hmm. And the newscasters, yeah, the reporters, yeah. the journalists. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just so important within that reflection that you take to also put that energy back out there and be grateful and thankful for the people who are going to save somebody's grandma, who right. are going to save right. somebody's baby from mm-hmm. being born in an unsafe area like you know there's people that are all the things that happen in normal life are still trying to happen right now people are still pregnant people are still gonna have babies people are still gonna get other sicknesses people are still having to fulfill prescriptions that they used to use all the time and now they're wondering are they gonna be able to fill those prescriptions Mm -hmm. there's just so many ways that this thing has affected every single part of our lives and so not to overwhelm yourself but just to consider being grateful mm-hmm. that you get to be at home when you do. And, and if you get that chance to thank one of those people, please, please do. do. Yeah. We at seven o'clock every night, mm-hmm. it's something that has come across from Paris and London and Rome. Um, it's this, we clap, we open our windows and we clap for like two or three minutes. And it's this huge thank you. I get, sh- I get chills just thinking about yeah, what it- that feels like. To connect in that way. and Because that's the amazing thing. And I think that the, that is part of what's afforded to us. I think that we, um, when you're, we're ha- you have that moment of clapping, it is the collective energy of all of humanity channeled into the same place yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And you can't help but feel overwhelmed by it. Yeah. One of the things we've, all, we've also talked about is understanding the difference between something that is essential and not essential. Mm-hmm. I just challenge you all at home that are staying at home, that can stay at home, to really consider what is essential. In our opinion, the only things that are essential are going for a walk with some sort of protective in front of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily for other people, but for to keep whatever you have, assuming you might have the virus and you're asymptomatic, 
that you keep something in front of your mouth so that when you're just talking to somebody, right. even right. even though you're six feet away, we now know that this that virus can live in, in the air. air. Right. So you might as well put a handkerchief on or put a mask on if you have it. I mean, it. make it chic, make it a look. We exactly. have a we have a great friend that um, was wearing a mask and then put a scarf over it, and yeah. it actually looked amazing. Yeah. And like, I think get that creative. yeah, get creative. But I do yeah. think. You want to keep your germs in and other people's germs out. Yeah. So it's like, you know, twofold. If you're going to the grocery store, that's essential. You mm -hmm. need groceries or get it delivered if you can. And the only other reason you'd need to leave your apartment is to go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Literally, if there's anything else, it's not essential. And I want you guys to consider that you right now, during these shutdown lockdowns, uh, quarantines that you don't need to leave your apartment. Yeah, yeah. Again, I know it sucks. Again, but... and then this is again the moment if we um, start to reframe this for ourselves and not go like, what am I not able to do that I'm used to, you know, mm -hmm. that I usually get to do yeah. and go, what is afforded to me now? What can I do now? Mm -hmm. um, I think that will help to ease the anxiety of like, all I want to do is hang out with my friends. Right. Of course, we all do. Yeah. But if we go, like, all I get to do is explore all the things that I love. Exactly. I, you know, and reframing it, I think, will yeah. help to get through it. Yeah. After all that we have talked about today, mm -hmm. I think, you know, what's most important is, is that we do follow these, these orders to stay at home. Mm -hmm. The staying at home is what it's allows for yeah. this virus to to die on its own and not having us interacting with each other to keep spreading it around. In, in Canada, in the United States, uh, even in country, certain countries in Europe, we're not used to having to follow these orders of staying home. And I know it feels drastic. I know it feels like this is insane, but consider that basically the entire world is listening to this right now, is going through this right now. So. If you're questioning whether you should also be a part of that and stay at home, I mean, consider that governments around the world are taking this very, very, very seriously. I mean, it's taken some time for the American government to get there, but they're there now. Right. They understand that this is really crucial that we all stay at home. Right. And so I really just I implore you to consider and to stay at home to protect everybody to protect the people that you don't know what their immune system is like right. you don't know if they have a pre pre-existing condition we are young healthy men that could get through this and it was rough let me tell you um but if, if i can think of somebody who had diabetes or who or was not at the weight that they wanted to be or somebody who had any sort of pre-existing condition this would take you down right and i just that's the reason you need to stay at home so you don't give it to somebody who can't actually get through it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, we're definitely all in this together mm -hmm. and um, we all have a part to play and, you know, um, every, every role counts. And yeah. if our role means staying home yeah. and that's the part that we can play right now, then I think that we should take that on yeah. with all the integrity and duty that, you know, frontline responders are, are, are taking on their roles. Yeah. Um, we will get through this. Yes. Um, I I think we both agree that um, 
in all things you can reframe and look at the opportunities that are provided to you mm -hmm. um, this is an opportunity for us to spend some time reconnecting with ourselves reconnecting with our friends mm -hmm. um, and creating a greater space for gratitude yeah um, and I think that again um, from this great tragedy um, there's an opportunity for us to find great joy mm -hmm. and I think dig deep um, find your special power and yeah. share that and yeah. I think like um, you know that's the way that we're gonna get through this yeah we can smile and love love ourselves through this and yeah. and I think and I think that's what we should endeavor to do yeah certainly as queer people we know how to get through some shit. Yes. So dig deep and bring that that sort of fortitude to the communities around you. Mm -hmm. um, this is definitely an opportunity for us to take up that mantle and lead. Yeah. You and know, even if it means bringing joy. Yeah. You know? and, and I think that's something that we're really good at, mm -hmm. creating joy out, out of darkness. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. For sharing yeah. our story. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're all in this together. So. Yeah. We'll get through it together. Stay strong, yeah. stay safe, and stay home. Thank you for listening to the Queer Network Podcast. You can follow the Queer Network on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Join us next time for another queer conversation.